0: Hey everyone, I'm Julia.
1: And I'm Michael. Welcome Welcome to Wizard Wizard School. School. We are an unaccredited institution of wizardly pursuit where the approach is light, the content deep, and the application practical. Welcome to day two where we explore the nature of wizardry and introduce the art of wizardly protection.
0: So bust out your brooms and let's get wizardy.
1: Let's bust out your brooms.
0: Yeah, bust out your
1: brooms. Great, let's do it. So Julia, last time I realized that we jumped right into the first rule of wizardry without actually defining what wizardry and magic are. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. So uh, we thought that it might be fun for all of you and us, and maybe interesting to take a step back and explore that a bit. But instead of just googling it or reading in a book, we're going to do this through story.
0: Ooh, like a fairy tale.
1: Not exactly. That was, that was very excited. Um, more through our own story. So for example, I was thinking, what was the first time that you remember really knowing at a deep level that magic is real?
0: Ooh, okay. Mine's a little bit scary. Is that okay? That
1: it's fine with me.
0: Okay. Um, so when I was – my first memories of having any connection to this was I I was a big dreamer when I was a little kid, and I would have prophetic dreams, so I would dream before – um, and it was always for bad stuff. So I would dream when people died or like had accidents in my family. And I had this the first time I, or the, at least the first memory I really still have of it. I had this dream that my cousin's baby died. And then I woke up the next day and my parents told me that this baby had died, like very tragically and unexpectedly. And I still can visualize and feel me wa- having gotten the news walking down the street in my neighborhood to go to a friend's house i think i was going to go play with a friend and i'm like walking i'm freaking out i didn't tell my parents and i don't think i can tell my friend so i don't know what is happening but i know that i had a dream and then it came became real and it was both this terror of like did i cause this who can i talk to about this But also with a little bit of curiosity, right? There was part of me that was like, whoa, something big is going on here.
1: So what did you think had happened?
0: I think, I think kid logic me felt like I had caused it. Yeah. That was the, that was why it was terrifying. I thought I'd had some influence on this.
1: Totally. So there was a part of you that believed that you had dreamed it and in that dream state had caused something in the order of the universe to happen that had caused this death. Yeah. 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 Totally. My experience, first experience was totally different. Um, cool. And sort of related, like a distant, maybe third cousin four times removed. Mm-hmm. I just remember being in third grade
0: mm-hmm. and it
1: was speech day. We had all had to prepare a speech from history um, or a poem. And... I came in with Martin Luther King's, I have a dream speech, um, part of it, the part that is a constant refrain of like, now is the time, now is the time. And I had been coached on it by Martin Luther King's speechwriter, who was a a family friend. And I went in there and imagine if you were a little eight-year-old me, like very small, very white child, like trembling with all these note cards with the speech written on it. And I got up in front of the class and just read the note cards and I had been coached to have like the perfect Dr. King cadence, like that Baptist Southern preacher cadence.
0: Oh no. And I would hit
1: the words (laughs) and it was, um, what happened was amazing. The entire energy of the room shifted. Everybody listened in a way that I had never experienced them listening to Mm. anything that came out of my face. and. It, it felt like those words and the potency of them and the conviction with which they were delivered had created a tangible shift in the, the energy or the way of being in the room. Wow. And then, you know, later the teacher called my parents and they thought I was autistic because I was so quiet, except when I was giving this speech. Wow! That's totally different. But that was the first time that I remember feeling the, how energy could shift mm-hmm. in a room according to almost like a spell. So in the same way that you felt like your dream had cast a spell, mm-hmm. I felt that these words had cast some sort of a spell. And I wonder if from these two experiences, we can start to tease out or derive maybe at least the edges of a different definition of what magic and wizardry are.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, from, from the story that I shared, the piece thats that I'm sort of pulling from it now is this idea of of magic or, or wizardry as the ab- ability to perceive all the interconnected threads
1: of yeah. existence. Yeah, so it's almost like there's all of these signals out there. Mm-hmm. And most of the time we go around not being tuned into them. Mm-hmm. But there was something about you as a kid maybe when you were dreaming and then also otherwise it allowed you to receive them. Yeah. And there was nothing causal about it necessarily, but it was just an acknowledgement that there is a ton of information out there that we are generally oblivious to. And then if we layer that on top of my story, which is about giving direction to that energy, Mm -hmm. right? Couching it in some sort of a form like a spell or, um, you could even use meditation. I, I love language, so I love the idea of using words to give form and shape and intention to energy. Oh, yeah. So so there's a sense, if we were going to define it for our wizard school students, yes. that it could be something like um, wizardry is the art of tuning in to the interconnected energy mm-hmm. of all things mm-hmm. and giving it form through intention. Love that. Is that good? Love that. Is is that good, y'all?
0: Is it good? You know what's cool is there's so many, and because from there, there's so many ways to give intention to the energy that you're able to perceive, right? Right. So step one, perceive. Step two, create, form, and intention. Create,
1: form, and intention. And that form and intention can come in so many, there's no one path Mm -mm. to it, right? There's kind of traditional magic and pentagrams, there's Reiki, Mm -hmm. there's other energy modalities and underneath all of them are those twin ideas that everything is connected and there is energy all around of us yeah There are signals all around us Mm -hmm. and that by tuning into it and through practice, we can start to give them form.
0: Yeah. Well, and I love, you know, we've been talking a bit about this recently that like really language was the original form of energy work, right? There's like old traditions that understood that, that as we intone, as we verbalize, we're giving frequency and sort of support to the energy that's available. But I like this definition we're landing on too, that like there's one thing to give intention and support. We talk a lot about people casting spells or whatever, but what really gives power is those who are able to get still and quiet and present enough to perceive what's really available and move with what's really available.
1: Yeah. And this is kind of maybe advanced magic talk, but this idea that um, it's not that we enact our will on this energy in Mm. order to force it in a direction. Mm -hmm. It's more that when we tune into it, then we're able to give it voice Mm -hmm. and just accelerate what already wants to happen, if that makes sense.
0: Totally, I love that.
1: And sort of moving into our practice for today, it's really important before we even get to that point to be able to, you can think of it as like wizardly protection, but basically learn to distinguish our energy from the energy around us. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise we can't effectively tune in or create intention.
0: Right, so clarity of perception. Yeah, you know the ability to know what you're perceiving and to sort of discern what you're perceiving.
1: So one more time to sum up for people: wizardry and magic is the art of tuning in to the energy all around us and all that information, and then giving it form and intention through practice. Incredible. So let's let's. uh, What is that? Can
0: you remind me? Can you remind me of that one more time? Okay. Let's see. Wizardry, the art of wizardry is the ability to perceive the energy that connects all things and then give it form and intention. Did I do that right?
1: I think so. Through a practice. Through a practice. Great. Let's move on to our practice today. All right. Great. today's practice we're going to do a very basic wizardly protection practice and so to start I'll just invite everybody to sit in a way that feels comfortable to you or stand or lay down and you can close your eyes if that feels right and is safe where you are and if not just soft focus down at the ground We'll just begin by bringing some gentle attention to the breath. Just being very aware as you inhale that this is you inhaling. And very aware as you exhale that this is you exhaling in this moment. And as you breathe, you can give the breath a little bit more space, allowing it to elongate. So the inhale goes on just a little bit longer than usual. And the exhale just becomes a chance to really stretch out that release. And just take a nice deep breath in let it out with a sigh. (sighs) And you can allow yourself just to bring some awareness to your body, feeling your weight pressing down against the earth. Now I'll invite you to just take one palm and put it on your belly and the other and just place it gently over your heart And bring some awareness to the energy and the whole universe contained within the confines of your body. Bringing awareness to each of the 700 million, 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 million cells vibrating inside of you. Bringing awareness to the heart beating, the lungs inflating, the blood moving through all of your veins and capillaries. And then bring some awareness to this space Maybe two inches behind your belly button and two inches below. And in that space, right in your core, just allow yourself to connect with the energy that sits at the core of your being. And you may visualize it as an orb or a flame. or a cloud, just noticing what color it is in this moment and see what happens when you breathe into it. And now... Allow your focus to expand just for a moment beyond the confines of your body. Notice what you feel against the outside of your skin. Maybe for the moment, allowing your focus to limit itself to the confines of the room that you're in. Noticing any sounds, how the quality of the energy of the room may be different than the energy inside your body. And now expand your focus a little bit further just to cover your neighborhood. So taking in energetically what is happening in your neighborhood and your mind may try to engage and figure this out the invitation is to allow this to be felt through the body practicing finding those distinctions between our body, the room we're in, our neighborhood, and eventually we can move out towards the city and the country and the world and the universe. But for today, let's just stay with those three levels. And so staying with the neighborhood and then bringing it back in to the room, And now bringing our focus back to the body, back to the core of energy in your belly. And then finally, we can, it's almost like you have a volume button. And if it feels interesting, you can turn up the volume on your own energy and allow it to move from your core And you can imagine it spreading up through your chest and arms all the way up to your head and imagine it spreading down through your legs to the bottom of your feet. And then you can imagine just allowing that energy to expand slightly off the body, maybe six inches, maybe a foot. And as we do this, we can just make an agreement with ourselves, with our own energy, that only those energies and elements that are for our highest, best purpose and growth are allowed inside the boundaries of our energy. Like we're creating a shield around our entire body. And we can just create that with a nice deep breath. So nice deep breath in. And release it. And then again, just solidifying that border between ourselves and the world around us and agreeing that only those elements and energies that are for our highest, best purpose, growth, and good are allowed inside. Nice deep breath in and release. And then one more time. Just to come back to your body. Nice deep breath in. And release. <sighs> I just opened my eyes and I saw Julia looking at me and I'm wondering how long were her eyes open?
0: No, I just opened them. Um, that was cool.
1: What did you notice?
0: So I got to tell you, I've done this or a version of this before and this time felt co- totally different to me. Um, I had this experience of whenever I've done this in the past, it's like I feel the one layer. And then if I move to the next layer, I totally merge with that next layer. And then as I move out, I just keep merging into bigger and bigger layers. This time, I was able to feel the separation between the layers and the choice to move my energy into that next layer if I wanted to interact with it. Like when we moved into the neighborhood, it was like, I could feel like knots of energy in the neighborhood. Um, And so if I wanted to, I could move my energy into that and start to play with those knots and see if I can tease them out a little bit or just influence them in some way, in a positive way. But I don't have to, like I didn't feel merged with that naughty energy. I was totally naughty energy. (laughs) Sorry, that's inappropriate. You had to. I mean, I I'm it, in it. I, I was going to say anything. <laughs> It's inappropriate. I'm sorry. But you know what? I want us to be free on this podcast. Sure, sure, sure. Anyway, I had choice. It was cool to feel the distinctions of different layers of energy and feel a, a, a choice and how I wanted to interact.
1: I think that's so important that idea of agency mm-hmm. because we can't have agency until we have awareness. Mm-hmm. And so much of like wizardly protection or magic shields isn't about, I have to be protected from all the evil around me. It's, oh, I'm aware of where my border is. And I get to decide what comes through that border and mm-hmm. what leaves that border. Yeah. And the more practiced we become at discerning where that border is, then the more agency we have. And especially right now... In the midst of this pandemic, right that pandemic. we're in pandemic, um, that we're in, there's so much energy, there's so much information, there's so much chaos swirling around us that it can be so easy to get sucked into it, and then all of a sudden we don't have agency anymore. We're being yeah. moved, we're being driven, and so practices like this are are you know first of course wizardry super great for flying on broomsticks. And also, <laughs> that's not true at all, please don't try to do that, um, or do and send us a video, but also really important just for staying grounded yeah. and um, and safe mm-hmm. during these times.
0: Something that I felt too that I think is important is the discernment actually allows us to stay a little bit out of judgment, right? Mm. Like when we're overcome by, by the energy of just collective stuff or other people or whatever, and it doesn't feel good, It creates an experience of judgment, right? We want to judge the thing that's not making us feel good versus in this experience, I was able to just discern the differences of energy and have a choice in what I wanted to interact with. And it didn't have to be good or bad. Do you know what I mean? There was no judgment around, there was no labeling around the energy in the neighborhood. It literally was just a feeling of, oh, that's interesting. That's a very different energy. There's some knots and tangles. I could play with them or I can not play with them. Totally my choice.
1: I think that's a great place to leave the conversation because it tees it up for next week when Mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about this idea of story and Mm -hmm. labeling and how it can both be incredibly magical and wonderful and powerful and also sabotage our ability to participate in our own lives and the magic that's all around us.
0: Well, I love that I magically knew that that's where we were headed.
1: You did, in fact.
0: I did, actually. So on that note, thank you so much for being here. And we want to let you know this is not an exclusive school. We pretty much accept anyone. So please feel free to share this with your friends, your family. And
1: if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, feel free to throw us some magical stars or leave us a review so others can find their way to wizard school. Because between you and us, the world really could use a few more wizards like you right now. Thank you so much for listening and see you soon.